Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. All right. Hey, Randy. Um, we're back for, for another episode. I know you've been, uh, you've been heads down uh, trying to get ready to uh, uproot your life and move it to a new locale. Yep. So. <laughs> that's all I have. To, that's all I have to say. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I think that's your contribution for today. So yeah. uh, I'll take over from here. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so what, what I've been working on, we talked about it last time. We, we puzzled through um, a little bit of trying to get on Azure, um, came down to a stupid single dot versus a double dot. Um, but I think what we're going to do today is we're, we're going we're gonna to try and dive just a little bit deeper. We won't get technical, but what I, what I wanted to do today was give everyone uh, insight into how I'm fighting through learning something that, that I started with no knowledge of. Um, and, and be it right or wrong, it, it's, it's the way it it's going to be uh, not quite stream of consciousness, but it'll be a little bit of, of what's going on. So, so, um, so what you're saying is you bought an app, an iPhone. No, good God. Oh, why, I thought, why would I torture myself like that? Because that's what it sounded like. You're trying, you were sounded like you're trying to like cross the raging river. And I was like, Oh, obviously you bought an iPhone. All right, so go no, I, continue. Continue. No, I actually, I actually have to, ha- I actually have to buy something off an off an uh, iTunes app that's only on iTunes, not Android. So I fired up my old uh, iPad, and it won't connect to the internet. So now I got to go figure out how to. I got to go use my wife's iPad, I guess. But anyway, so <laughs> what I'm trying, so so real quick, the the problem statement is okay. I'm trying to in essence, upload a file to OneDrive, okay? Not from my computer, um, not not through the, the way Microsoft would normally have it, which is install OneDrive on your computer, it becomes a folder, and you just treat it like a file folder. That's the way everybody uses OneDrive, and that's how we've set it up at our company. Um, it's real useful in that in that context. But in the context of what I'm trying to use it for, I'm trying to create a program that's creating PDFs for us and then we'll put it in the right folder once it's created. Yeah. So that, that means I need an API for OneDrive. Well, um, within the past couple of years, Microsoft came up with what they're calling the Microsoft graph, just like Facebook has their social graph and things like that. Microsoft has their graph and it's mm-hmm. essentially their, their, Mondo, Mongo API, and I don't mean Mongo as in Mongo uh, DB, I mean Mongo as in large. Um, it, it, it's a very large API to handle anything Microsoft related. So you can you can write, make an API call to send an email from Outlook to uh, set an appointment in Outlook to create a Word doc to do something in Excel, or as I'm trying to do, to upload something to OneDrive. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I've struggled with it for, for a few days and I hit that point where I, I was like installing um, things from GitHub 
you know, 20 tabs open, just trying to consume as much as I can. And what I found myself doing was I found myself chasing different rabbits. Okay. So I'd chase one rabbit and I go, Oh, look at that one. That one looks, that one looks interesting. And I'd go chase another rabbit. And four hours later, I'd sit back and go, I'm six steps away from where I started. Um, yeah. And, and, and I wasn't chasing the same problem anymore. What I was doing was I, I would chase one problem till I hit a little friction. I won't even say till I hit a dead end. It was just a little friction. And then I'd see something else. I'm like, oh, that's probably frictionless. Let's go that way. <laughs> um, so so I just completely getting lost. So finally, I sat down. I said, okay, forget it. And, and I wasn't doing any. I wasn't keeping notes. I was, you know... RMs dash RFing directories left and right just to delete them and start over, you know, just completely wiping things out and starting over numerous. So let's, let's stop right there because this, this is truly, and this is truly the experience that not like new developers have. Sure. And, And you, and you have prefaced this with your starting from scratch on learning this, but the psychology of problem solving and the lack of patience. Yes. It's exactly what you're doing right here in this scenario. For sure. This path is where you like what I try. I, and I've done this too. Like I'm not, I'm not talking to you like, yeah, I don't do this anymore. I, I I'm admit it. Like problem solving with tech. I'm going after the most efficient method of solving the problem at the beginning, because I figure yeah. I can I can refactor it later. But the problem with that is that when you don't understand the fundamentals, again, you you kind of everything looks like a shiny object to you, and you just kind of go after whatever's in front, like whatever just shows up or whatever has a reflection, and you just you know you don't get focused. So usually, what happens for me at this point is I have to sit back write out the problem, write out the step-by-step what I'm trying to achieve. And essentially what I'm trying to do is slow my brain down to be patient and to quit looking for the easy solutions. Yeah. And I want to learn the fundamentals of the steps I'm doing. Right. So... Yep. No, that, and that's where I ended up is, is I spent a, a few days and I, I don't know how many days by this point, it's, it's all a blur uh, at this point, but yeah. I spent, I spent a few days doing that, you know, chasing different rabbits. And, and, and finally I said, you know what, stop. Let's, let's, if we're going to chase these different things, let's at least take notes on what we're, what I'm chasing. Um, so that I can, I can come back and go, okay, now I understand why, why I stopped here. So I just opened up a, 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 a OneNote um, file. I, I figured I'm using OneDrive. I might as well open up Microsoft OneNote and take notes. Um, and I've got, I've got a long list of links. So I just started throwing links into this OneNote file. And, mm-hmm. and I threw about 10 links in there and I said, I'm just going to start here. And I just started working down it. And I, I fully admit, even when I started doing that, I still kept chasing rabbits. I've got a note here somewhere. Um, let me see if I can find it. 
I can't find it, but it's, uh, <laughs> I, I will read this one. Um, if completely blocked, try using the Microsoft Graph Explorer to get an auth token to use API. How? I don't know. I just read it was possible. <laughs> that, that was literally the note I took. Um, did I put where I read that? No, that would have been a useful information. Um, yeah. But this, like I said, it was kind of just stream of consciousness um, in onto paper or, or digital paper so that I could, I could keep track of what I was doing. And what I found myself doing was I was still chasing. Um, I was still trying to redirect when I hit friction, but at least I was keeping notes. And, and finally, after a couple days of that, I went back, looked at it and I went, okay. But I, I think I told you what, what I was doing is I took some sample code and I yeah. immediately tried to incorporate it in my code. Okay. I didn't yep. make sure the sample code worked first. I just took it and tried to connect all the wires to make sure it worked. And of course it didn't work. So that again, I was trying to take shortcuts. I was trying to be efficient and say, okay, this, this obviously works. It's here on GitHub. Um, so I'll just take it and put it in my stuff and it didn't work. So I eventually got to where I was like, okay, stop. Start with the sample code. <laughs> yeah. Install the sample code. Run the sample code. Make sure it works. And you know what? It worked fine. It worked. It, yeah. it, it took maybe one or two little things to, to configure right. And then it worked just fine. So at that point, I was like, okay, got it. All right. This works. Now, instead of saying it works now, let's just plug it all in. Let's do the opposite. Let's take the sample code and just add one little piece to it to see. So stop, if, stop, stop yeah. right there for a second. What do you call that in the agile world? <laughs> Iteration? No. What, no, what no, word no. are you looking for? Spike? Isn't that what they call a spike? Uh could be. Could be. Like you're like, I mean, I don't <laughs> it's funny. People say, Do you do agile? And I'm like, Sure, because <laughs> I don't really, I don't really care. I mean, I, I try to manage projects with all that stuff, but I always thought that a spike was the idea of trying to get something to work. Proof of concept. It's not part of a sprint. It's not part of an epic. It's like I'm going to do some side work to prove something or to experiment well, with something. So yeah. that's what it sounded like you're doing there. Yeah, it is. Uh, to, to, just, to, just to clarify the term, a spike is really where you, you've got this thing that you can't time box. You can't put an estimate on. So a spike is when you say, okay, we're going to spend one sprint on this. We're gonna, it's going to be about 10 points or whatever the point is. And, and some people say don't even estimate spikes. They say take this sprint and do something yeah do whatever you need to do to be able to time box and estimate this other thing better, whether that's going and doing proof of concepts or things like that. That's, that's certainly what that is. So yeah, it, essentially it was, I, at this point, nothing's working in my code. So let's get something working. I, I, I still have not succeeded in even be able to talk to the Microsoft graph API because it opened up a whole can of worms on auth, which I will freely admit I know very little about. 
So yeah. it was like, okay, I'm going to take this piece of code and make it work. And I did that. And, and that again, uh, not again, we haven't said this yet, but it was a success. Success breeds success. So if you've got that one little success, even if it was nothing more than just installing sample code, and making it work, you've turned, yeah. I, I turned what was a week of negativity and frustration into progress. You also validated that you could get it to work in the sense that you know, you, so it's, it's a, sometimes it's a relief to know that yes, my code is causing the problem. Right. Like the com the company isn't rejecting me because of some wild, crazy thing The or the service is not rejecting me and I have to go reach out to them. It's more of like, Oh, I'm definitely the problem. I can handle that better than them being the problem because them being the problem means I got to go to open a support ticket and stuff. Right. That's a pain in the butt. Right. But when I'm the problem, I can suck it up and work on it. Right. That's, that's what you, that's why I like that point where I have used their code and the, I've proven that they are, they're owning up to their end of the deal and I'm failing them drastically, but I can fix it. Yeah. So, and, and I like that too. That's part of That at least feels familiar, right? With that, that part of, okay, I know this works. I just got to figure it, figure it out now that, that feels yeah. familiar, not working, especially in JavaScript world where stack traces get super long and unreadable to, to a degree. Um, that gets hard, but if you can get a piece working, then you can start picking picking off the little things. Except I yeah. didn't do that either. I I took the, I took what was working, <laughs> and I try I, I and I instead of putting the stuff that was working into my stuff, I did try the opposite. But I tried to pull a big chunk in. Um, I tried to pull a chunk. What was I trying to do? So first, I got wrapped around the axle on. There is a small bug somewhere. I, the, 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 the specific folder I'm trying to write to um, is a subfolder within a folder that is that has literally thousands, probably tens of thousands of files, probably many gig worth of data. And yeah. even through the Microsoft Graph Explorer, which is kind of like Postman, it's just an API um, app widget that you can just yeah. make requests yeah. on even using their thing i could make a call to a smaller directory it worked fine i make a call to that directory and it just comes back blank so i i actually spent two days going well this this is just frustrating i, I i'm stuck because it's not going to write to my directory it actually literally took me two days to go no i don't have to write to that directory today Today, I need the problematic, I need to figure the, solve the problem programmatically of how am I going to write to the folder. So I'll just make another folder for now, a, a, an empty folder yeah. that I can write to um, while I'm having the discussion with Microsoft in Stack Exchange as to why this folder isn't working. Um, because I did, I posted that specific problem on Stack Exchange and Microsoft came back and said, yeah, it shouldn't be acting like that. So they're, they're, they're looking at that for me, but that, that was kind of like, oh, well, I can't do anything. And then, you know, a few hours went by I'm like, yeah. well, 
No, stop. Go. Can you're making progress? Continue on. Um, just use yeah. a different folder. So, yeah, that that that's kind of where it ended up. And like I said, I've I've got these notes here, and I actually didn't didn't do a good job of taking notes for what I worked on yesterday. Um, I need to go clean those notes up. But um, it the 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 path this took me down was I took this chunk of code that Microsoft gave for use for accessing their graph through Node, installed it, worked it, and then and then did little things. You know, uh, instead of instead of the ten examples they had, one of the examples they did not have in there was list a directory, you know, get all the things that are in a directory. So I working through the documentation, working through the Explorer, I found the right command to use to list the directory. And I tried to go do that in the code. So I took that little step Mm -hmm. because I don't really need to list a directory to do what I need to do. But I also understand that listing a directory is probably a heck of a lot easier than uploading a file. Um, yeah, so, so I, I took that step and that took me a little while to figure out how to list that directory. Cause there were some, and what that took me down the, the rabbit hole of is let me pull up the code here. Um, I, again, it, when, when you take somebody else's code, unless you spend time studying it ahead of time, you miss things. And yeah. the, 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 the one thing that this was doing was every sample piece of code they had had something called requests.put.send.set.whatever, but request was always mm-hmm. at the front. And I never questioned what request was until <laughs> I was trying to do something. And then all of a sudden I was like, what is request? Because I don't know what it, these options of put.put.send.set, so on and so forth. I don't know where those options are. So all I had to do is obviously scroll up to the top of the file and right there request yeah. is a soup is called super agent. It's a package called super agent and super agent is, let me see if I can pull up the, uh, the wording here. Is that like a, is that like an authorized like permit object or something that they give you? Like you create it, you validate the, the request body. And then you can do actions on the service. So it's like a service object or something. Yeah, it, it, it's a way to it's 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 a it's uh, how the the wording they're using is awfully awfully um, fl- flowery and wordy. So let me see if I can find their uh, super. Like I, I don't want to fret on people's naming, but super agent sounds like a crappy name. <laughs> So here's what it says. Super agent is lightweight, progressive Ajax API crafted for flexibility, readability, and a low learning curve after being frustrated with many of the existing request APIs. So it's just a request API is essentially all it is. Yeah. Request agent. Like super agent? Well, this is better than other agents, Uh, so it's super agent. I mean, come on. Well, I know, but (laughs) like... Super, I don't know. That's just bad name. Like, think about the junior. Think about the juniors. I mean, think about the de- developers that are trying to find. Like you said, what is re- what does the request variable represent at that point in your code? Right. 
it requests it re- represents a super agent. All right, now like if you if you tell me it's request agent, I don't have to necessarily dig any further to find out what that means. But now you've actually given me a third layer where I have this really abstract term for what sounds like someone that kills monsters on the men in black or something like it doesn't make any sense that name uh, i think it's i will argue against that name. because all right i will say even if they named it request agent let's let's assume there's not something called request agent out there there aren't yeah. going to be necessarily a ton of people who understand what a request agent is so they're still going to have to go and look at the documentation to figure out what it's doing um Yes, there you know, there will be people where the minute they see request agent, they're like, oh, I know what that is. So, yeah, this all all of a sudden this all makes sense. But if we're talking about the juniors, well, I know the, the juniors won't, right? Not necessarily. I, I know the request to me, and maybe the super agent does all sorts of stuff. And so they're like, it's really super. It does millions of things. But to me, request agent gives me an idea like, it's certainly not a response agent. Agreed. It's certainly on one level where my code my code is going to make a request, right? What am I going to use? Probably something called a request agent. Like that that's that's what I'm right. getting at. And that's why so I, I guess my point more is if you if other people are listening and they are finding them they're like what are the names that go with these APIs on the AWS and Azure and all that? I'm like yeah, they're they're not always great. Naming is hard. Like I don't want to get into that discussion, but sometimes I'm like, think of the juniors. Uh, yeah, I and to... and I, I understand your point. I still don't completely agree. Um, I, I think it's fine. Um, most in most of the cases, you're going to have to go find what super agent does in the docs anyway. Even if you call it request agent, you're going to have to go find the docs yeah. for it anyway. Um, but it, like I said, that, that caused me to go do some learning on what super agent does, which isn't a bad thing. Cause now all of a sudden I understand the code I'm looking at much more because all of a sudden I understand yeah. what each of the little dot get dot put and all that was, and it makes perfect sense. Um, the next step, just, just, to, to preface what's coming, um, the thing, so stepping back all the way, so uh, before I get there, I lost hours yesterday in trying to upload a static file from my server to OneDrive. And I still don't have that working yet um, because yeah. I'm having trouble getting it to say, oh, I see what directory that file is in. Even if I get it to spit out the whole directory path and say, yep, that's the directory path. The minute I say, look for a file there, it's like, there's no file there. So I'm still working through that hmm. problem. Um, and because, because of just the way it works, I'll, what, what have I done? I've, I've stopped trying to solve that problem. And I've gone on to, well, you know what? This isn't really what I need it to do anyway. I need it to read a stream and write the stream. So I'm just going to go figure out streams. So what I do, I took what was a very simple problem. I just compounded <laughs> it by saying, 
okay, we're going to go, we're going to go make it do streams instead. Um, so I need to get back to basics. I need to figure out why it's not finding yeah. that file. Um, because it, it's once I, it, I need to get back to the step-by-step, step. but that's essentially where it is right now. Um, and I, I felt like this was a good conversation topic for today, just so that, because I'm not the only one doing things like this, as, as, as we've already said. Oh, no. It, 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 Let me ask a question ahead. here. At, the, at this point, if you look at your notes that you have in front of you, and I were to say, Don, I need you to help me unload a truck. And then, of course, you would do that. You would fly all the way to Kansas City. You would help me unload the truck. Your back would be out for a week, and you can't do any work on this project. Do you think your notes are strong enough that you, in a week or two from now, you will truly be able to follow these steps to get back where you are right now? No, no, it's better. That's, then it's you need better to, that I have these notes to like, than to not have them, um, which is the way I was working before. But the these notes, what I have done is I've got the login through an error on the scope variable. I fiddled with it. So it would call the variable property and it threw another. Error. So I've got somewhere it's like it did this and I did this and it solved it. So I do have some, some specific notes, whereas, Hey, you, you, this didn't work and here's why, but not all of my notes. recommendation is that you take, take your notes, write them, refin like refactor your notes for the steps you've taken that you yeah. know work, just to like put it in a gist or whatever you typically use. I use Simple Note yeah. and I use gists a lot. And protect yourself from the getting distracted by work or important things for a period of time and your memory fades. And then the next time you have to do this, you're like, oh my God, I have to start yeah. from scratch. I, I, I feel I feel like I'm not starting from scratch, but I would be starting from step three instead of step 10, which is where I am. So you need step 10 yeah. written down. You need, you need to clean that up. It's, I mean, that's easier said than done when you're busy, but I found myself in that position so many times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I found that myself in the position where, and, and this has been a couple times in Rails, where I ask, I want to ask a question or I'm doing the search. Oh, I hated this. And when I did the search, I found a really well-presented question, makes perfect sense. And I find out that I'm the jackass that right. asked the question. And, I, and the answer is on there, but I'm like, I really forgot that I had done this before. I, and I'm like, I'm doing a Google search on something that I could have taken yeah. notes on. And I just, I think it's, I always try to get my students to do this, but you know, I've obviously been guilty of it myself. Get, when, you, when you've worked through a problem that has been that frustrating, save the future you do the, do the future, future you a favor and get your notes cleaned up and store it so that the next time it comes up, you can search your own notes first to find out how to get yep. that problem yep. solved. And I'm going to throw one more tip in there because now that you say that, I, I realize what I could have done. There were, there were a couple times yesterday where 
I had half hour, 45 minutes in between a couple things to where I was like, I really don't want to dig into the code in this amount of time because I'm not going to get far enough in that amount of time to make progress. And I'm just going to, it's going to be worthless. What I could have done in that amount of time though, is I certainly could have written some notes. Um, it would have been easy enough to take half an hour here, half an hour there and, and put some notes together on, on where I was at the, the moment. So when you don't feel you've got the time um, or even necessarily the ability to concentrate um, due to external distractions, you might be able to write down some things. Um, so that that's, that's yeah. one tip as well. So that's where I am. I, I don't, by the time we reconvene in two weeks, I expect that this will be done. Um, but you never know. You don't know what will pop up in the meantime. Uh, I, I do think I'll have this problem solved, but I could be on to pro- the next problem as well. So, yeah. But, and so you do uh, going your part of your problem is the rendering of the PDF, right? No, the PDF renders well. Okay, so that goes back to the no, no, no. That's part part of the solution involves that is what I'm asking. Correct, correct. So, but you have that working. I have that working, and that's the that's the part that's a stream, right? Because yeah, yeah. the 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 application that renders the PDF renders it as a stream. Um, so you can pipe that to where you need it to go. So mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to solve late yesterday. And I was like, stop, man, stop. You're, 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 you're now you're an extra step ahead when you haven't solved the other problem of just getting it to write. Um, so that's, I, I took that step back and I think I'll be healthier for it. So t- tell me one more time how this is triggered. How, which- how does someone... So, so the PDF, so the whole solution is that there's a web form. Um, people fill out the web form, hit submit. And when they hit submit, it does two things, uh, three things. One, it Mm -hmm. updates a Trello card. Um, Mm -hmm. two, it creates a PDF. And then the part I'm working on is three. It takes that PDF and uploads it to OneDrive. So have you, so this is this is more of a CTO think yeah. question, but I'm just doing devil's advocate here. Sure. I'm not trying to make I'm not trying to ruin the fun of learning how to code because I do this stuff all the time. Are there services that would do all these for you exactly the way you want? Like, is there a what's the uh, IFFT and what's that Z thing? Oh, the, the, like the little yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, <laughs> right to Google it. Yeah, Zapier. Zapier. There it is. So, uh, so did you by chance look around and see if there was a Zapier plug and play type of service connector that would do all these for you without all the work? Uh, short answer is no. I did not because I thought at the end of the day, I thought I was trying to put too much stuff together. Um, for I've always, I mean, those things are useful, but I've always found them to be, you know, one step things. Um, when I know Mm -hmm. that they actually can 
string a bunch of things together. Um, so no, it's worth it. To be honest, it's probably worth spending half an hour to an hour doing exactly what you said. Um, because I, because I, I'm I, sure if I yeah. click on IFFT right here, I'm sure if I typed OneDrive, it would say, oh yeah, we can write to OneDrive without of a course. problem. Um, yeah. So it's, it's worth, it's like worth Z- digging into. Zapier PDF creator. Get a PDF of any trigger data using Google Drive with Zapier. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, but I, I don't like, I, I mean, I have, I've had to do this stuff, um, over the years and I don't, I don't always reach for the quick and dirty Zapier IFFT service. I'm noticing that more and more I'm finding that these services are doing what I need. And I'm like, Oh, for a company or client, the less I do custom, the better. Right you are the company in the sense. So maybe that's not a big deal, but, and, and also it would completely kill this episode. Um, if you, we did we'd had nothing to talk about. You're like, Oh yeah, I plugged in these things and work, but I've, but because of the now how prevalent Google cloud, AWS and Azure are now being, there's a lot of processes now that will just seamlessly almost take care of that stuff for sure. you. And it's always it's always worth kind of like checking out um, to see if you can do that instead. Yeah, no, that that's but, that's actually that's actually fun. a great idea. I wish you'd told me, given me that idea two weeks ago. <laughs> um, I might I might have just done it that way. Um, but really, I'm I'm literally going to take the next. I've got to be out of the house in about two hours. I'm going to take the next two hours and see if if I can string something together. Because at the end of the day, yes, I want to build this. But what yeah. needs I I, yeah. I the need is greater the, the need to be able to do the thing is greater than the need for me to be able to build the thing. Um, yeah, and the reason I asked that what actually made me think about this was document uploading. Like I have dealt with document uploads to storage services for a number of clients, and. I had to do it custom because there was no tools for really doing it at the time. And I'm talking six years sure. ago, but now there's whole companies. The only thing they have done is built very resilient JavaScript uploading tools that push to any type of um, backend storage, stat- static storage of choice. Rails has added active storage, which allows you to basically use a Rails level API connected to a custom, um, you know, backend of your choice. And all the stuff that I was doing manually, throw it out the window. It's just no, there is no reason. And so the same thing I started thinking about was, um, hey, you know, PDFs are pretty prevalent. Uploading files to storage is prevalent. Do or are we reinventing the yeah. wheel here now compared to what what I did before? But I'm trying to do that more and more because I I love building stuff from scratch. But it's like my job is not to code. My job is to solve problems efficiently and maintain in a maintainable way. And so 
I don't know. I'm not trying to, but again, <laughs> no, I'm not trying but to kill it, the fun, it, you know what? So maybe our next episode is on the usefulness of IFFT, F, ah, IFPTT or, or Xavier. Yeah. Um, so, so, and that's yep. fine. And, and I'm okay. I, my ego is not so large that I'm not willing to, to take the, the simpler path. It just, sometimes you have to be reminded of the simpler path. Can you send a friend a bill for the hours th- that you saved them? This the, is like this is two episodes in a row where you've mentioned sending me a bill. So I I, I think I think <laughs> the move is getting on your mind as far as all that money going out. And you're like, I need to pull pull money in. So so to, to everybody, what did I what I, what was I going to send? What was I going to send you? What was last I sending time you a bill it was for, for debugging time. on the fly and for and for solving the problem? Oh, so, so yeah. W- yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to turn this into an opportunity. So anybody out there that wants to pay for <laughs> us to to host them on the show to solve their <laughs> problems, let us know. <laughs> I'm gonna I, like this is this is a Patreon <laughs> moment. I'm gonna set up a Patreon account. Um, or was it GoFundMe? Is that what people say? GoFundMe to tell you how not to waste <laughs> your time. That's my GoFundMe service. Um, but yeah, like I think uh, I, 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 if all of all of the things that I've done manually instead of finding a service to do for me, I usually come out on the on the other side being smarter about sure. what I'm always trying to build. So I, I don't. I don't think spiking should always necessarily be you just finding plug and play depending on your role and depending on what you're trying to do. Like experimenting as a developer is yeah. fun. I mean, that's why yeah. I like to do this stuff. And, and, and so I don't know, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm trying to find efficient ways, but I'm trying not to be like the killer of that fun because that's oh, why yeah. we do this show and talk about tech. <laughs> like, how fun would a show be where it's like this week I clicked these two buttons <laughs> and did everything. All right. See you later. I mean, but I think we had a, it's one of those deals where you, you want to explore yeah. all your options. And sometimes in order, in order to do the coolest stuff, I guess this is the, probably the better statement in order to do the coolest stuff using someone else's work, for the boilerplate commodity services will get you there oh, yeah. faster to doing the coolest. Because if you because if you want to do, let's say, VR or AR type of stuff where you have to upload data to get that working, if you're dealing with upload processes, you're not going to get the cool to the cool stuff. You're going to be sunk in the basics. And if you're learning something, cool. Basics are good. But if you're at a point where your business needs to make money, you have to think about the build versus buy scenario, and yeah, and that's just you're absolutely right. So anyway. that, that's that's excellent, and and uh, this goes back to the buy, buy versus build conversation we've had um, over on on CTO Think. It's, yeah. it's the same thing, just on a different scale. Um, so that's that's where we are. Um, this so for those of you stuck to, stuck to, towards to the end unexpected twist at the end so we were going down a path and we took a we we chased another rabbit is what we did um 
So I'm about to get ready to do the exact opposite of what I just told you. I could have hired people called movers oh, no. <laughs> to drive a truck from Chicago to KC. But we're, we're paying movers to load a truck, and I'm driving it with my wife and two cats in the cab from Chicago to KC. So I'm, I'm doing it myself. I hope I don't get stuck for a week like you had, you did. Um, that will be, that will wreck a lot of plans, but I am going to do a little bit of hands-on moving. Uh, the the technology is a little bit more proven of what you're doing. So, <laughs> I think so. Doesn't mean, but the driver, oh, I did get eyeglasses. My uh, night vision is horrible. So the roads are safe, people. Don't worry about it. Uh -huh. I can see the signs. Um, but but yeah, like it's sometimes you still got to roll up your sleeves and do yeah, the, get sure. the job done yourself because <laughs> or as I would like to say it, if some if anybody would pay me four grand to drive a truck from Chicago to KC, sure. I would do it. And that's how much money I'm saving doing that. So, so, so the, yeah, the, the moral it. of that story, everyone, <laughs> so, is stay off of I-55 <laughs> and I-70 or I-80 and I-35 for the next week. I don't know which route he's taken. Depends on, you know. It's only <laughs> only Tuesday you need to be worried. But I'm not saying you shouldn't be worried. I'm just saying it's only Tuesday. The rest of the week, you decide you might have to drive around things. <laughs> well, fortunately, I, I actually think you've, you, you're doing the... Um, you're using the third-party service on the smart end of it. You want somebody else packing that truck. Um, yeah. The driving part is a commodity yes. for the most part. Although not necessarily for you and Megan, because you all haven't had cars in over a decade. So. <laughs> we had people that really don't think we've ever driven. Like They're like, oh, this is the first time you've had a car? I'm like, no, no, I'm from Georgia. They don't know what public transportation is, so... Yeah, like I've driven a car, but it's just been a while. Yeah. But yeah, that's it's you know, you got to get back in the seat. Exactly. Well, very good. <laughs> so uh, we will talk again soon. And uh, and thank you for taking us on this unexpected turn. I've got things to go look <laughs> Okay, man. Take it easy. See you later. Later. Thanks for listening to this old app. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by MeganVoices.com. You'll hear from us soon. <laughs>